0: Hello, and welcome to Happy Not Satisfied. I'm Dan Morrison, and I'm the founder of Happy Not Satisfied and the host of this podcast. Today, we're doing something a little bit different. I'm here with my other half, the amazing Ellie Morrison, and she is actually going to interview me. So. I'm going to turn it over to her. Oh, How you doing, Ellie?
1: I'm good. In all my nine months pregnant glory.
0: <laughs> you look amazing, glowing, incredible. She's got her Buddha cross-legged position here to get everything <laughs> in the right situation.
1: In order to be able to sit on the couch for, the, for this many minutes, I had to yes. sit cross-legged. So anyway, but I'm thrilled to be here and um, to be a part of this podcast today.
0: Thrilled to have you.
1: We wanted to do something fun and a little bit different um, because, you know, I feel like for the sa- the last several years you've been doing Happy Not Satisfied, you, we, we, you launched it in 2020, mm-hmm. we worked on that together. But it's been, you know, several years of you living Happy Not Satisfied before yes. we realized that this could be something that maybe could help other people, 100. and you get so many frequently asked questions from people, from friends, from, you know, people that you meet, people that we come across, that we thought it would be fun to kind of flip the script and ask you, kind of about your journey with it and how this all came about and what are your routines like what are you know the things that people ask you a lot of questions repetitively about I feel like we want to address them and kind of get it all out there and see if that can help people and have you tell your story
0: I'm ready so which by the way talking about launching happy not satisfied in 2020 that was a joint effort that was was. as much ellie as it was me as are most things that anyone ever sees me do in life so um you know i wouldn't have had any of that opportunity without your help so thank you
1: thank you for acknowledging that let's let me just say I, i am a brand editor so i'm a content creator i'm a brand editor so this is why i find myself in positions of helping dan a lot is because you know we really kind of built the brand together he was living the brand but that's why it was a joint effort and it was a really really fun project to get it all off the ground and so we're sort of i'm behind the scenes helping him run this on a day-to-day basis um and so that's sort of a little bit about my background editorial magazines content um and that's why we didn't we didn't realize that we would ever join forces but i No, think, but we really
0: <laughs> have in a lot of ways in a lot of ways then,
1: huh? sort of organically happens so anyway that's why i'm on this side uh of the camera today but let's start with i think because this journey really started for you in 2019 yeah let's start with that and let's go back there to that place and i think it i think it's valuable to talk about maybe some of the ways that you were living and you were feeling and your mental health yeah, you know in yeah, your former yeah. job no, that's fair before you started to kind of come to terms with maybe there's a different way to live.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I um, so I was a high school band director, obviously, for for 11 years and, and loved it and had an amazing time and amazing experiences. But it was a stressful job, too, you know, um, a very large organization at the time. It was over 300 students and then through my time started to get it close to 400. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you're doing competitions and there's always moving parts and there's just there's always some kind of stress. You know, uh, there's never a dull moment, as I always like to say. And there were times where I think I struggled. Well, I know I struggled handling the stress and the anxiety that I felt on a day to day basis doing that. And I don't think it's unique to that position. I just think, you know, when you're in a position of leadership or you're responsible for the people or even even just living your day to day life. There's a lot that goes on every day, and there's a lot of things that happen around you that um, can be tough to deal with, tough to to cope with. And so I think that I, probably on a subconscious level, knew I was headed down a path that wasn't sustainable mentally. Um, And it was just, I started to think and wonder, like, there's got to be a different way to live, a different way to feel on average every day because the way I felt on average every day was very tense and tight and worried um, and glass half empty, if I'm being perfectly honest. Well, I remember. Uh, Yeah, yeah, you know better than anybody uh, that the glass was (laughs) less than half empty, probably. (laughs) Um, So, you know, people often ask me that know me from that time and then kind of know me now and they notice a different energy and like Mm -hmm. they just, I feel like a completely different person like I I sometimes tell people I feel like every cell in my body has like changed over every fiber of my being um, is different I would vouch for that yeah having with
1: you every day since
0: and so there really was actually kind of a specific day that was probably the straw that broke the camel's back like I knew Mm -hmm. this stuff was happening and then it was just the day that I really didn't do well mentally and I didn't feel right and it just kind of culminated in really bad feelings um and you know i woke up the next day and just i realized i had to change i mm-hmm. realized i had to change everything um and we'll get more into some of this i'm sure but just ranging from the way i ate to exercising to practicing meditation and yoga and you know journaling and all the things that you sort of hear and might sound cliche but they're said so much because the people that actually have done them realize they actually work so um, anyway, kind of a long winded answer, but it was, it was a lead up for sure. And I think I have tendencies in my personality that like to latch on to the negative yes. and like to latch on to what should I worry about? Cause I've actually, now that I'm a little clearer, a lot clearer, I notice times where nothing is wrong. Everything is going really well in my life and my brain, it's like a search and destroy it's, it's like <laughs> seeking something yeah. to latch onto that I can worry about it'll even invent something but developing these better habits and routines and approach to life really minimizes the effects of
1: that yeah well I mean I am wired differently than you are I'm wired to be more of opposites
0: attract baby that's
1: right Um, I'm wired to be more of a glass-half-full kind of person yes however however I will say that in 2015 I went through my own version of that moment, that pivotal moment that you're talking about where you know I was in a very stressful job at the time for me. And I, I think we were, I was on an airplane and uh, the turbulence was really bad and I just had this complete panic attack. And I knew like in that moment for me personally, things had to change. But what's interesting about hearing your story versus how I feel my story went, nobody else can tell you when that moment
0: definitely not happens
1: you know like nobody else can somebody even if you're living with your other half who could be doing their own routines and who could be doing things to make themselves feel better but until you decide that that moment has arrived for you um you know i feel like that's the moment where you have to make the change you know nobody else can make that change for you
0: well i think that's why it's important for I think it's becoming more of a thing for there to be like content in the world that inspires people to find that within themselves. It's interesting because it's not I don't think it's necessarily other people convincing you to do it. It's just you hear it enough times and in enough different ways that finally something inside of you like buys in. And I think that there's more and more of that existing in the world and I think that's that's a really good thing. I think it's exciting. Yeah.
1: I mean it's also powerful to see somebody in your life go through a transformation yes. like that because you can literally feel like you said, the energy you can feel the energy change. Yeah. And what I think about when, you know, kind of your before and after it was just this, like, it was like a this clench, you know, you were just like constantly clenched Um, and, and, yeah. you know, f- searching for the negative, like you said, and then all of a sudden, over time as you started to change it was like the constriction of our home you know it yeah. felt like an airway being constricted yeah. and then all of a sudden it was like ah oh, everything mm. is flowing <laughs> well you that's know? Not, I
0: mean and I felt that I, I truly felt that and I think yeah you know it's it's good for us to talk about some of these in more general terms some of these things that happen but I think we should like talking specifically you know after that day I had I referenced in 2019 it was June 2019 and I really did just buy in completely after that. And as you know, I have a a pretty in or out sort of black and white, uncertain things personality. Uh, And I tell this story a lot, but like my mom will say how when I was very young, she started to get worried about me because I wouldn't color, like I just wouldn't even try.
1: Like when you were two. And yeah,
0: yeah. when I, I don't, I guess I'm gonna find little, out little. soon what each kids <laughs> color. But <laughs> um, and so, but then she said suddenly she looked up and I had colored a whole picture inside the lines. Like I had just waited, decided to do it, and then did it. So th- that's me. That's not everybody. It yeah. might be more gradual for yeah. other people, but for me it wasn't. And in 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 2019, it, we were just talking about this like I think yesterday, but. It happened to be, I figured my stuff out and then you came out to LA for several months yes. to work with Jen, my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, this was way pre-apartment 3C, but yep. it was kind of like laying some of the foundation, I guess, all the way back then without even realizing yes. it. But the reason I'm telling the story is that I lived like this almost, um, what's the word, monastic lifestyle? Yeah, uh, for months. Because, yeah, for, for many months and that, Talk about setting the foundation and the groundwork and just laying a runway for the rest of hopefully my life um you know i it was in the thick of the marching band season which for people that don't know that's you know essentially rehearsing at, well first of all you have school during the day in classes and then you rehearse every day after school and then there's a football game on friday that you usually get home from maybe at one in the morning and then an all-day competition on saturday that you might be leaving for literally at two in the morning the hour yeah. later and then you get home like the next day at two or three in the morning. And so there's not a lot of time. It's in a seven there.
1: day a week ordeal. It's crazy.
0: And then on Sunday, if you had a contest, you might have one of these judges clinics and then that takes up the whole day, too. So, yeah, seven days a week. Yeah. And then in the middle of that, you're trying to figure out how do we make the show better? Like you're always thinking about it. But while that was happening is while I had my sort of self enlightenment. And so my days were like wake up super early, go to the gym, eat breakfast, do my dishes be gone all day working, come home, eat dinner, do the dishes, go to bed. And I know that might sound mundane a little bit, and I don't think I would wanna live my whole life forever like that, but I'm so glad to have lived a period of time like that. It was really rewarding, and really I learned a lot about myself, and I think other people, if if you put yourself through a similar situation where it's just everything is completely, uh, every minute is kind of accounted for, but you're also improving yourself, it's a, It was a really special, powerful time for me, and I, I don't think I would be in the same place right now as I am if I hadn't done that.
1: Two things I want to say about that, um, that this story makes me think of. One, is that because I was removed, and I was doing my own thing Yeah, here, I was by myself. He, you were by yourself. I was with Jen here, but you know, I was doing my own version of that here. You were doing your version of that in San Antonio. And many people in our lives were concerned that we were apart for several yeah. months, yeah. even though we'd already been married for years. And that was... The people the, aren't shy the, to offer their opinions. Never, either. never. Yeah. But that was the best thing that could have ever happened to our marriage. I think was to have those it wasn't long, but it was two to three months.
0: Well me changing and obviously also, but yeah, you yeah. need but
1: but you needed the space to do that. Yeah. You needed the space to find your routines on your own. Because think about it this way. It's laying that foundation like you said when you know what you need and when you know how to take care of yourself and when you know these routines, then you can add in more people right. and more things exactly and, you well know, that's
0: happy not satisfied exactly, exactly and we're about is. to
1: add in yeah. the ultimate yeah. you know yeah. uh, uh kind of element to which
0: if you're only listening we're referring to the baby in ellie's belly yes
1: yes yes <laughs> those of you who are not watching visually um so that was one thing i wanted to say is that because you had the space to do that on your own and figure that out because it takes a little bit of tinkering yeah
0: now i, I do want to interject though like you may not have that luxury no like, of course you may not have not. the luxury of not having kids already or being by yourself for that Yeah, we, we were very or, lucky but that i time. don't think it matters the specifics of what it looks like you right. know you can do what i did and you can get those feelings in any number of situations almost i think any situation um it's just a matter of what you're prioritizing
1: the second thing i wanted to say was that it doesn't take you know a couple of months may seem like a like a long time but when you're in those routines and you're developing them you really don't need to have that insane kind of monastic discipline past the time where it becomes habit for you because you will feel so good that exactly. you exactly. you'll just it'll be nature you'll it'll be second nature you'll maintain it you know uh, to a level at least that you you know your baseline yeah
0: well when i was talking to jen Wiederstrom a couple weeks ago um excuse me uh (laughs) what i had said to her was i don't want to say this stuff is easy but when you hit a certain point it almost becomes easy because at least in my personal experience and i've seen it in others when you feel that good you'll like continue to do whatever it takes to feel that good right I mean I, I have specific memories of going to the gym and coming home and literally crying because I felt so good because and that makes I makes me emotional right now thinking about it because I n- I literally never in my life felt that before and to back up a little further, I grew up playing the trumpet in a very very serious way. Um, you know I wanted to be a professional trumpet player for a long time and it, it controlled my life um it taught me a lot of things and it's a very complicated relationship um that i have with it now but i always was so hyper focused on that and so again glass half empty on the outcomes with it and that stuck with me for a really long time and so that's just what i thought life had to feel like Mm. and i'm saying all this because when i finally trusted in something a little bit greater and tried something different and let go a little bit and did these routines and habits longer than you know a week Mm -hmm. um i found like the best word i could use for it is like i felt enlightened yeah i've never i had never i didn't know a human being could feel like that yeah and so that's just to say once you feel that it is easy because That's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. And now I find myself almost every day, I'll be driving, I'll be walking, I'll be doing something and I literally think, I love my life so much. I think that to myself almost every day and I'm not sure I ever said that. No. Before, Before, it was a very hard (laughs) no, No. by the way.
1: Because it was because the language was negative. It wasn't positively You know you you weren't gushing positively at the time because you were focused on trying to fix whatever you thought could be wrong but it was because
0: i hadn't the the thing i try to tell people and it's really hard to understand unless again you have the trust and you try it so many things that don't seem like they'd be related to exercise or related to how you eat are Mm -hmm. everything is because that's who you are as a person and once you it's once you push through that resistance and you get up and you move around and you put things in your body that your body likes like it sounds simple when I put it like that but we're so sort of um I don't know used to eating restaurant food and and eating the easy thing and and I know this is a little bit of a tangent but if you can push past and and not do that as often that alone is going to make all the difference in your life
1: well and the other thing too is that um, you know these goals that we have for ourselves so often are very grand in our minds you know yes um, mm. but the reality and and what i know
0: i know exactly what you're thinking. yeah
1: and so what happy not satisfied has done for our household is in our relationship
0: and our relationship, our relationship.
1: yeah our relationship I mean, our household and you know soon to be our son i mean all this stuff is that it it allows you to to surrender to just enjoying the process as opposed to focusing on these huge goals and so for me what that looks like in my personal sphere is you know currently right now i'm thinking about like wow i cannot wait to feel better again as far as you know physically and get back to my my um you She's know beautiful though i know it's great it's this is a magical thing but like it, and it's temporary but i am used to feeling very able-bodied and and um active and so for me i'm i can't wait to like get back to that place and sometimes our brains it's like oh my god i have this huge milestone where i have to lose this x amount of pounds or I have to lose this x amount of weight or whatever
0: i'll be happy once i
1: exactly and especially with all the images we see on instagram of like you know as a woman i feel it particularly when everybody like the bounce back you know what they talk about it's ridiculous but when i allow when i remind myself like just go to the gym just eat spinach just it's literally (laughs) that simple when you follow those things i remind myself like oh when i changed and i transformed many years ago all i had to do were those little things it's a series of choices of the things that are right in front of you. It's not this massive goal because the goal ends up getting accomplished when you focus on the little things that are in front of you. It's the tiny choices on a achievements, day-to-day.
0: Achievements are byproducts of the process.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and so in this whole stage that I'm in right now, it's like, oh, just enjoy it. Remember, instead of eating that you know, piece of banana bread like you've been doing for the past nine months. It just, is good though. So good, it's been so fun. Um, you know, just remember like, Eat some spinach. Eat an egg. You know, it's 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 kind of it's that not simple. About
0: the specific food, it's no. Just I'm just mindset. saying
1: the mindset of do the thing that's immediately in front of you. Make the choice that's going to improve yourself, your future self in you know all of a sudden in the next few months you'll look yeah. up and you'll it'll the goal will be accomplished one of the you know? biggest
0: things i started to do and i still do is making decisions that will make my future self happy yeah we talk and about that a lot i guess that's the idea of delayed gratification that a lot of people talk about but um it's so easy to forget our future selves and then suddenly your future self is there <laughs> and it's yes. like uh, uh am i pleased or not or displeased with the decisions that my past self made um i think before we keep going it's important to talk a little bit just like what is happy not satisfied it's like we're talking about how great it is but I mean it's it's a very sort of all-encompassing thing in a lot of ways to me just because of my relationship with the whole idea but it's it's basically the way i like to talk about it is like it's going to bed proud of what you did that day while simultaneously looking forward to what you get to do and improve the next day and it's finding joy in improvement and understanding that there's no like a- almighty end to things that yeah. our life is just a series of day-to-day processes and that's where we that's where we live in the day-to-day and uh, and one of the things that again convinced me that i needed to sort of change especially in relationship to work, was I was always obsessing over the next milestone. That's how I lived my life. All I could think about was the next milestone. And it was like the days between didn't exist. And so I didn't give myself permission to feel joy most of the time. And I would then, we were fortunate, like we had actually a lot of tangible success in terms of winning competitions and doing the massive parades, the Macy's parade and the Rose Parade and all that stuff, but that doesn't sustain you if that's all that you're hanging your hat on. Right. And so it got to the point where at first I would find some success. We would, you know, we would achieve something and I would feel good for like a couple days. And it was like, all right, yes. But then that wears off and then suddenly now you're in the in between. where honestly it was thing, like terror yeah well, well yeah. so you're pushing jumping ahead
1: sorry <laughs> that's also a theme in our relationship <laughs>
0: uh, that's true it's, it's usually needed though in this case though not. sorry continue, um, continue so anyway story. you you do it like the first couple of times feels good a couple of days and then something else could happen, maybe months down the road and it's like a day and then the next time it's like a couple hours basically long story short i got to the point where I wasn't bringing happiness. It was just bringing like some relief. And that's when I was like, "Okay, this is not it. Like I've had the career success on paper, but I'm not having personal success because I'm not happy. Yeah. And so then I realized that that's a major problem. And that's kind of a theme in my life. And that's where I always talk about this. I'll be happy once I and if you're ambitious, you have goals and whatever. It's really easy to feel that way. But like I said earlier, like this whole idea that achievements are byproducts of the process, I finally bought into the everyday routine and being aware and awakened to what you're doing on a daily basis and and being in the moment and understanding that you can get better literally that day. And that's something that will bring you joy if you let it. And then lo and behold, you zoom out and you will probably end up being more successful than if you were just in a haze, focusing on whatever end goal that you have. And that was huge for me. And 2019 is the year that I bought into that. And that's the year that we were by far the most competitively successful as the marching band, me personally in my own career. I mean, it was undeniable and I don't think that's a coincidence when I finally let go, trusted and bought into being happy, not satisfied every day that everything really changed for the better. And I haven't looked back since
1: yeah i think also you know in your transition in your career transition and making decisions of you talk about being out of the haze and sort of in Mm -hmm. a more awakened state on a day-to-day basis um you were able to talk about a little bit about i know you, you you spoke with jen wieterstrom about this but knowing that you were ready for a change in your life um Despite having the most success you'd ever had, mm. you know, I think that there's something something there that is worth exploring about. Like, OK, you were the happiest you'd ever been. Mm-hmm. You were the most successful in your career you'd ever been. Why would you leave? No, you know, like I people know. asked you that a lot. Well, people
0: still ask me that. Yeah. And I, I obviously wasn't an easy decision. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I cherish my time as a band director and and with my students and the parents and the community and and all of that um but I it's a tough question it's a tough question to answer because it wasn't burnout per se I know a lot of teachers get burnt out and I totally understand that and especially like Texas is like the mecca of high school marching band and there's a lot of pressure and all that but I actually do think I had kind of figured out a way. And I had an amazing support team and, and assistant directors. Uh, I hate to even call them assistant directors, just colleagues of mine that were incredible. They were family, really. Yeah, it was family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, we all had kind of figured it out. But I I was I don't know, I'm one of those people that really feels a strong desire to try new things and to find out what's next and to branch out and take on a new challenge. And I just hit a point where I didn't feel like i could do that for much longer staying in the same role and so now i'm doing different things and the thing is i know that i'm not going to do what i'm doing now forever either Mm -hmm. it it wasn't unique to that position yeah it's my personality and it's the way that i realized i enjoy living life and actually talking to dr micah uh several weeks ago he talked about i had never heard of it but there's something called like change research and it, it I think it delves into sort of people's desire for change and how quickly they desire the change. Mm. And there's a wide spectrum and some people don't need change ever. And they they are totally content kind of doing the same thing. And there's other people that are looking for the next thing very quickly and then people in between. Um, I don't think I'm necessarily on the edge of the spectrum of needing something immediately new, but I always. I've always wanted to have a lot of balls in the air, a lot of irons in the fire and find a new challenge for myself. And when I became really mentally clear, I knew that it was sort of time to take a next step and and find a different meaning and a different purpose and, and see what the next thing was.
1: Related to that, I think when you're talking about being sort of that aware and, and one of the things that I, I noticed happened was that you – were kind of realizing because of your joy in the process that you had found, yeah, it was what made me happy on a day-to-day that I was doing, you know, that you were doing in your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. was it really that specific career niche that was limited with that process and that joy? Or was it really that you had this these interests, and then you wanted to shift into another realm and further develop them, and more about, you know, from a career standpoint, not so much about the title or the thing you had known forever, right. but how do you apply those skill sets and that creative process and the yeah, things you enjoy? I, mean,
0: I think that I found as I moved through as the head director at Reagan High School, as the band director, I, I realized I loved leadership. I loved. The creative process and sort of helming the team that put together a creative product which is what our marching band yeah. shows were I mean if you have not seen I mean that they're huge spectacles and there's a lot of moving parts and it's there's an incredible amount of creativity and logistics that goes into it and sort of bridging the gap between those and being the person that always had to see the big picture like that's what I really loved and so yeah finding even more significant ways to, to flex that muscle, I guess, was important to me. Uh, I, I think it's also important to just mention, too, because you said it's all I ever knew. I... it is all I ever knew. <laughs> I mean, my dad was a high school band director, and it was our whole life. I, I grew up at marching band. I was at the band room more than I was at home. I was in my dad's office. I was, I, I was in the hallway kicking a soccer ball against the wall for six hours while the band rehearsed. I was on the parking lot watching them. I thought all the band kids were the coolest kids in the world as like a 10-year-old looking up to them. Um, but uh, my entire life on this planet, that's all I ever knew. And it's all consuming. So it wasn't just like, oh, sometimes this is what we... No, no. It's <laughs> all we did. It's all we did growing up. It's all I did in college. I majored in music. I was in like 10 ensembles and all over the place with that. And then I immediately went back into it as a high school band director, which was great. But at the same time, I wanted to experience something different. Yeah. You know, I, I, And I knew if I didn't make a change, I, I might never experience anything different. And we only have one life to live. And I want to do as many amazing interesting different things as i can and so that's what kind of led to that but the mental clarity wouldn't have come to sort of have that realization without sort of changing everything
1: yeah um that's something that i certainly observed on the outside and Mm. it it didn't happen overnight i think that's the other thing that like is important to acknowledge is that from the time you started in twenty nineteen, sort of this living this happy, not satisfied lifestyle to the moment we arrived here in Los Angeles. Yeah. That was two years. And now we've been here a year, so it's been three years. But like it was a gradual process that, yeah. you know, you don't I think too, with this instant gratification mm. nation, I'll say. Yeah. Um you know, when you want, when you think you want something different or you think you need to make a change, it needs to happen now. Well, yes, you need to like start now, you need to start now, but it might not manifest immediately. You know, it might take a little bit of time. And I think for me, I'm very, I can be very spontaneous and I want things to happen very quickly. That's human nature. And, um, so that, that was a, was a practice in um, patience for me with because when you're making a big change in life and you're working toward it as a as a partnership and there are a lot of moving parts to what that might may or may not look like and you're reaching for something it takes a little while and you have to trust in that you know the timing of things and and all of that so that's one thing I wanted to point out is like it didn't just we didn't just like wake up decide to change and then we were here you know no. all of a sudden Well,
0: and I'm glad you said that because I did kind of wake up and decide I need to start changing yes but it's been a complete process and journey and um I think it's important too to say and I hope this doesn't sound dramatic but like I think that happy not satisfied saved our relationship oh and
1: without a doubt
0: I don't mean like that we were on the brink of divorce or anything but it was there was it was it was not what it could be and I think we both knew that but didn't quite know why and I mean to be totally honest like a lot of that obviously was because of me and my stress and the way I was approaching my life and how that bled into our relationship because then when I changed we changed and if anyone like listening to this is, is in a relationship, I can't tell you how important it is, from my experience, I don't want to speak for other people, but to be independent and feel good about yourself and take care of yourself and develop healthy habits, all of this sounds very almost selfish, but it's so selfless because then you give your best of yourself to your partner and then your relationship becomes amazing. And I mean, that's exactly what's happened to us. And I wasn't taking care of myself. And so then we were not what we could be. Um, and I like to always say and I talk to teachers a lot and, I, you know, like what I'll give a keynote address or whatever to a, a staff development. And I teachers are really, really guilty of this. Is like you don't have to put yourself last to put others first. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I'll take a step further. It's if you put yourself last, you can't you can't put others first because you're not giving them the best version of you mm-hmm. and I think you know if there's any takeaway from this if you're a very you feel like you're a giving person and maybe you are a teacher or you're you're in an industry where you have to give a lot of yourself or you're, or a, you're leader. a leader I was yeah just want yeah. to say that you like it would be easy to think oh I have to just deplete myself and always be running almost on empty so that everyone else can be doing what they need to do you're actually, it's complete diminishing returns and and it's gonna have the opposite effect. And as somebody that watched my relationship go from fine and fine (laughs) to the most amazing, incredible thing I could ever imagine and like literally the only thing that matters to me in my life. And I know that I'm contributing to it way more than I ever used to because i made these changes and because i've committed to taking care of myself like i just if there's any message you take away from listening to this i would hope it's this one because i i can't imagine my life without ellie not that i ever could before but the connection that's there now is so far beyond what i even thought i could i could feel for another person
1: well and and i will say that's very it's very sweet. Thank it's you. True. It's true, but on paper, we checked all the boxes. Yeah, well, we right we, there
0: was some underlying thing that we knew. Well, but we here's what I'm going to say. Other. Yes,
1: we did. We did because people we joke all the time. People are like, was it love? We when we met when we were so young. It was not you know, love at first sight. we liked each other. No, and I'm it the first, first to be side. like, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was a gradual. I don't know. It was just like this magnetism that was very strong it was stronger than whatever we were feeling on the surface <laughs> that must have been the universe i don't know it just knew that like get to your 30s get, get to your mid 30s and you'll like everything will be like 30s are great, um way. but we met when we were not early 20s and so anyway there's been a decade we've been together almost 11 years but um i i will say it wasn't all on you i mean like there i started to change when we were engaged, I think, because personally, I didn't feel well. And I I think so. I see it as like the stair stepping, you know, it was like, a okay level up. One of our relationship was when I started to change because it made the things about me that were difficult better. And then level two was when you changed. And then all of a sudden it was like, boom, you know.
0: But I think what's interesting and what is often overlooked but what is the main takeaway of what you just said is like so many people that might be struggling in their relationship feel like they have to be fixed as a couple right away. And it's like the their dynamic between each other. And I, I'm sure that that's often the case, but I also am sure that often people need to work on themselves completely separately totally from their partner yeah. to find that best version of themselves. And then like magically things are better, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, I'm not discrediting whatever other methods, but... I do think this is overlooked because you think, oh, we're a couple, we're having couple problems, we're having relationship problems. We need to like fix it in that regard. Mm-hmm. But you're right. You changed completely and I was super impressed by it. But I remember I would be in bed and you would get up really early and I'd be like, what in the... <laughs> and then go back to sleep and keep doing what I was doing. And then it wasn't until years later where now, I mean, I'm like an insane person, but I wake up before 4 a.m. every day. No alarm clock. No, I haven't set an alarm clock in years. I mean, I truly haven't. Yeah. I don't, I, I just, That's just... I don't know, but that's a, we could talk about that in a separate. I was gonna thing, say but.
1: we're definitely going down the four AM rabbit hole because so many people, everybody's always like, "Let's well, like." A yeah, a yeah. No, well,
0: it to be fair, I would have been the same way, but like, yeah. what's wrong with you? And that's literally what people say to me, and that's fine. But <laughs> I love it. I don't know. It's just it's magical. It's a magical time. But, but, but yeah, finish before we first. yeah before we yeah. finish this off. Like I just I want to say from personal experience how important. It is to a relationship for people to really find the best version of themselves and I think that so many problems can at least start to be addressed once that's the baseline because when both people both people are struggling personally and the relationship is struggling that's a lot yeah Um, and so if you can take ownership of your own self then you know maybe some things start to open up a little bit
1: and I would I would also argue like yes in a partnership for sure but even not in a partnership I think the your relationship with everybody else in your world like in your universe you know because I think back to before I lived like this in this better version of me and the friendships that I I messed up the the you know the the relationships that just could have been so much richer and yeah. so much more um loving and caring and i don't know i i think back to to early days like early 20s days and i'm like oh my god if i had just been a better version of me you but know you, and
0: the thing that i would say too though is that you can't regret that stuff you know it, it's it's well, it, it helped shape you and you learned and it made you who you are and because i could say that about plenty of stuff but i don't think it's i don't think it's productive yeah
1: you know, but I think too. you know, relationships at work Sorry, for got sure some
0: sirens if you can hear that, in yeah, the you know, Los Angeles <laughs> busyness, yeah.
1: um, but relationships at work. I think that was a big one when I was in the job that I was in when I was going through all this. Yeah. Like there are just you You have more bandwidth emotionally and mentally to respond to things. I remember in meetings or things that yeah. were, were stressful. Yeah. I just had a, more of a. Um, can't think of a word but basically I had more self-control yeah once I started doing these routines for me back in the day you know like I realized that and that was with our relationship that was with any relationship that I was experiencing in the outside world outside of our home I just had more Mm self-control and it made me a better calmer person in the way that I approached my professional life my personal life my family life you know all of it and I think When we say relationships, I would, I just want to say, I think it's every relationship. Oh, I agree
0: completely. I mean, it's funny because people now often view me as like, oh, this positive guy, which I'm still (laughs) getting used to because that was not the impression uh, or like the characterization that I think I had years ago
1: you held it together very strongly like for everybody else that you led yeah but fair behind closed doors well it's a lot you know it was a lot it was a lot
0: um yeah
1: but 4am i want to go back to 4am because this is just like it's the 4am thing is like i don't know why it's such a shock value thing for people (laughs) but like because i think i'm not 4am anymore i mean i'll do it if i if i need to um but I'm more of like a 6 a.m. Yeah. But now, I don't know. All bets are off. Like, we'll see. Sometimes I'm seven. Sometimes, it, depending on the sleep, I get it. But normally, not being pregnant, I like early morning, too, mm-hmm. because that's a sacred time. It's a time where nobody's texting you, where you have your phone on Do Not Disturb, where you're in this, like, morning twilight, you know, and you're connecting with yourself and your own sort of enlightenment and journaling and reading. And, like, that's the time when the inspiration comes, mm-hmm. you know? for like Mm -hmm. whatever you're working on in life um and so I just wanted to have you talk about 4 a.m. because so many people think you're insane
0: yeah I'll be honest like if you want proof of how much better I feel than I used to I literally I would wake up to an alarm and hit snooze as many times as I could and then like just frantically throw some things together and try to make it to work on time which I think I think people can relate to that, probably. I definitely used to be um, like but that. But part of what I decided to change when I decided to change was, oh, I'm going to try waking up earlier. And it did not start with 4 a.m. I mean, I think maybe 5.30, which to me was like the middle of the night. You know, I <laughs> thought that was crazy, but I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot. Um, and part of it, I think, was that that was the only time I could work out because I yeah. had I had band until late every night. Um, and so maybe it was it was 5.30, maybe 5 I would wake up, but nothing nothing too crazy and it was just one of those things that just felt so good I just and I had it again happy not satisfied and always kind of finding ways to improve and everything it's like the routines I do in the morning have changed over time both because I think they're improved but also just I think seasons of life and yes. just whatever feels good I, I try to be attuned to that and I, I change things as I go but anyway I got to a point where I loved the morning so much that I just wanted as much of it as I could possibly get. And now it's <laughs> it's a little crazy. Like this morning, is was one of those days where I'm waking up at like 3, before 3, and I'm looking at my watch. And I'm like, ah, oh, I can't get up yet. Like I got to stay. But I'm so excited to get up and live my life yeah. that I literally want to get out of bed at like 2.45 in the morning, <laughs> which that I know is crazy. I get it. But there is... A big takeaway there which is I love my life yeah. so much that I want to get out of bed and live it yeah and I mean you <laughs> I was not like that like I really truly want to cry right now because I can't believe how different that is and it's an amazing feeling it's indescribable and so anyway that's kind of how the 4 a.m. thing happens I never set an alarm ever I, I almost always wake up before 4 and I'm just ready to go because I love it. Um,
1: we do go to bed early, though. Go to bed early. Uh, like let's early. just yeah. <laughs> like <I> sometimes <laughs> Dan will be like going up to bed. He'll, we'll finish. He'll <laughs> eat dinner at like 4:30 p.m. No, usually
0: five, five, 15, whatever. Yeah. And
1: then he'll to be like I'm I'm going up. You know, and it's like it's like <laughs> 6:45. And you know, and you know but there's there's also a wind down routine that I think is important. Yeah, too, my like a little bit
0: is more significant than my wind down um routine,
1: but. and then you know by 7 30 i feel like it's 11 p.m because whatever i'm like up there doing <laughs> like dan's been asleep you know he's been asleep so and i'm like oh i should get in bed it's so late i look at my watch and i realize oh it's eight so so i'm <laughs> not saying everybody has to do this no i just like however it. i will be interested to see how this lifestyle translates to parenthood in the next I, couple yeah, weeks because I feel like we I, might I be know. set up for some some success Maybe. there yeah we'll see um and when it comes to parenthood because I think a lot of things people have said to us in the last few months whether it's via Instagram message or whatever like oh yeah good luck maintaining that routine when you have a newborn and I you know how people are on Instagram so but i want
0: to be like isn't waking up early part of that I yeah feel like well doing that. <laughs> what I
1: was gonna say was though when you were talking I about I can't say for sure when you were talking about giving the best version of you like you're not able yeah. to give the best version of yourself.
0: That's I keep thinking this thought too with parenthood. parenthood. It's true there too. And I it think has to be.
1: um I'm looking forward to working together as a team.
0: We'll report back by the way. We'll report we back. Maybe-
1: um to elite alle- like alleviate each other from certain things so that we can have an hour or two or whatever to go take care of ourselves in order to come back and be the best version of ourselves for the baby and for each other and like have I'm just determined to to have a joyous experience in the first several months we'll do our best because everybody you know how everybody talks about it they're all like oh you just have to get through the first you know whatever but I feel like there's got to be a way. So anyway, I'm clinging to happy not satisfied over the next several months to just like hope that I think that we can do it. I, I you know I, we'll I, see. We'll see. I, I have
0: a positive outlook, but I don't want to like offend other people by assuming. No, not at all. I mean, we might
1: be completely wrong. Like everything just might we'll do like best, blown though. up into a, we'll a million do pieces. But we'll do our best. But anyway, um, from a parenthood perspective, I think this all the happy not satisfied philosophy let's call it um it's going to be very important for us to
0: agreed. it's a great way to live uh that's for sure
1: are there any other things that I'm, I'm trying to think of if there's anything else but i feel like we've covered
0: i mean the only thing that i get asked a lot is what i do starting at 4am uh, well yeah
1: but you, d- you did just outline that routine i feel like did i oh go ahead like give okay give your give your routine give the things you do in the morning that's right okay yeah, yeah. Okay. so step by step
0: yeah i usually wake up like 3 <laughs> 42
1: <laughs> specifically
0: uh and i obviously like i get up i put on usually gym clothes and then brush my teeth whatever Come down the stairs um i do my 4 a.m club video with pudge who everyone's always like, oh, he's so excited, his tail's wagging. Well, yeah, I'm about to feed him. So, yeah. he, you know, he's excited for food. Um, feed Pudge, pour a cup of coffee while the. Well, I tur- usually. So, Ellie sets the coffee maker to start at four, but I'm usually early. So then I just manually press the button. I'm not sure she knows that.
1: Life hack, you know, it's coffee really makers, you can set the night before. Nice
0: she sets it, but I usually beat the <laughs> coffee maker. <laughs> so while the coffee's brewing, I like finish my 4 a.m. Club post. Um, And then I usually sit down, drink coffee, play Wordle. Super important. Send (laughs) the results to my friend Kyle. Shout out to Kyle. Um, (laughs) And then I usually read the Wall Street Journal. um, And then I eat a rice cake. I fill up my water (laughs) bottle and I put it in my backpack. I make sure I have all the things that I need for the gym. I go to the gym. Usually they're like four fifty it opens at five So I stand in line with all my all my friends outside that I see every day that i met. at Gold's gym, Hollywood Shout out to Gold's gym. Hollywood. That's right. And then uh, I lift Usually for an hour hour ten depending on how long the workout is um, And then I usually do cardio and I started doing cardio because Of how it makes me feel mentally, which is amazing and I can talk about that more at a later date um, And then I come home I make a very specific yogurt with it's um fat-free greek yogurt and then i put chocolate whey protein in it and heritage flakes cereal a few flakes <laughs> and some usually love crunch granola some lily's dark chocolate chips baking and a chips, banana yes. baking chips yep and i mix it all up and it's amazing and then i usually depends on the day. I might go for a walk just to keep my momentum going. Um, Or I'll do some work or I'll read. And then around 9, I will make egg whites with spinach and (laughs) salsa and put it in a Trader Joe's. um, It's like a very specific little tortilla they have. It's very good. Uh, Anyway, I know there's a lot of details, but I'm kind of trying to prove a point that once you find the things you like, they become almost, I don't want to say religious, but it's its very satisfying and gratifying and feels good to just know that you're going to lean on and do these very specific, detailed things every day. Uh, it, it, it It's like uh, transcends your own self in a well,
1: way and i think that it's important to note that those are the things that bring you so much joy that's, that's exactly. it's the little things it's like when we so talk about
0: which by the way
1: speaking of joy
0: so this is i don't really drink anymore but i still like this nice glass so this is literally just black cold brew <laughs> but i'm drinking it out of my nice glass and it makes me really happy so i do the same thing i'm I very put, attuned to like the things that The small things every day That I can do That make me happy And then I do them
1: Yes And I think You know When you're When you're building your home And when you're building your nest And all that Like that's what Is always at the Forefront of our mind is like what little thing is gonna be special or yeah. or beautiful or you know substantial or whatever, and make your day to day routines feel so joyful and and like sacred and sacred spiritual. Sacred. You know, that's the word I was um, trying to come up with. Because life is about like life is mundane, you know. It life be. It, it can't but like it, I'm not saying that in a bad way.
0: Mundane from the outside are actually my favorite things to do that's what i'm trying to say is that
1: like when you look back you know into your when i look back into the things that really are my happy place like in my soul from my childhood or moments that i remember it wasn't like winning a thing you know it was it was literally like my grandmother's pasta that Mm -hmm. she made over and over it's the memory the sensorial memory that you you make
0: what, what i would say too just one last thing is like i think you open up the ability within yourself to appreciate those things. Once you have found that I keep using the word enlightenment because I don't, I don't have a better word for it, but like you've found that clarity of mind through developing these habits, then you can appreciate the little moments more. Yes. There's like more space and awareness and clarity to do so. And so if you're listening and thinking, I have no idea what you're talking about. I think if you try to adopt some of these habits and do it for a while, you might. you you will start to understand what we're talking about
1: yeah so, so anyway happiness comes from the process and the little things i think yes.
0: um yeah this was good we'll do a follow-up once the baby's born and maybe get on here and say yeah we were wrong the first we so weeks. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but hey what those are the wrong with a positive attitude right
1: exactly we've got each other we'll make it through
0: so All right. Well, can I have a kiss?
1: Sure. With my lipstick? Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for watching slash listening.
0: Bye, everybody. Thank you.